Night Conversations with Patricia Anduli, Monday to Thursday, 10 p.m. till midnight. A warm welcome to Tony Bass. Tony, happy Freedom Day. Happy Freedom Day to you, Patricia, and all the listeners. You are a financial advisor and business insurance specialist and uh, a young person as well. So I deem you as youth. For those who don't know Tony, he is uh, definitely under 35. I'm older than him. (laughs) And I love pulling that hat because I call him little brother. Tony Bass, are we as South Africans, 27 years into democracy, living financially free? Well, the simple answer to that, Patricia, would be no. Drum roll, um, someone, give me a drum roll. Yes, the truth needs to be spoken. Okay, go ahead. The reason for that is if one has to look at the gap between the haves and the have-nots, one would actually pick up that each and every year that passes, that gap becomes a bit bigger. Um, knowing that we are at the stage where we are today, where we can still find ourselves in financial distress, really sends a sound picture because if you have to go look at the credit scores, where the credit bureaus that actually lift young people um, for, for stuff like the Nexus loans, like for stuff like um, these little contracts that you find yourself accepting, not understanding exactly what is required of you to do, um, or even just having to take out loans just to sustain yourself. The financial freedom element is really taken away from you at that point, and you don't really realize it until it's too late. We find ourselves having to borrow from people to pay for, which puts us even deeper in a hole. So as we said today, with all of the years that have passed, yes, we have gotten more abilities to buy what we really require, to buy things that we really want, but we have not gotten to a point where we can say we've got money in the bank. As young people, we find ourselves living on credit, and that is becoming the scary part of where we are. Even if uh, we see ourselves or say that we are financially savvy, but we are not financially free as the application. Not yet, Uhuru, not only for young people, but I think for everyone. I mean, including the country. Have you, when we look at what the finance minister tabled out in February in his budget speech, it was very apparent that we are in no position as a country to say that we are financially liberated. The country is over-indebted. Um, we are now expecting some uh, strikes because the unions are saying they will get to strikes if they um, don't get the wages they are looking for. I'm talking about the likes of Transnet and also the unions that represent um, public servants. So it, it is a, a sad reality, a sad reality, Tony. Before we go to how we can fix this, let me go to KGM, who's holding on the line. Atima KGM, good evening. Good evening, uh, Patricia. Good evening to your guest and to my fellow listeners. Uh, Please allow me two minutes of, of my contribution in this. Can, uh, can I allow you a minute? <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, oh, only because I love you that much. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. Look, I, I, I run, I hope your, your guest will, will come to my rescue on this. I run a, an FSP, a financial services provider. You have no idea, Patricia, how this opened my, my eyes. I've been in business for almost three decades now. And I 
I started, I bought a, a financial services business um, almost two years ago. What, what an eye-opener. Are we, are we having any financial freedom? Being in the financial sector, I'll tell you now. That is not even enshrined in the Constitution, no. It is in the plans of, of those who are leading us. It's not going to happen, at least not in our lifetime. I need another uh, drum roll because we are being <laughs> honest. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> yes. Um, what, what is it that we need to do to secure a road towards financial freedom? It's a very difficult ask. And that ask is we need quite a number of us to be selfless. For as long as we, we see financial systems like capitalism, I mean, capitalism or we call ourselves socialists and so forth, without respecting the fact that for a financial freedom requires a balance of all of those systems, I don't think we will get to that. Parting short, because you gave me a minute. I suggest that we should challenge ourselves as individuals before we even think of challenging uh, the others to do what we wish for. So in other words, if I see Patricia having talent towards my business, instead of me asking or expecting her to buy shares in my entity, let me allow her to to sell her skills, her, her knowledge, her expertise, give her shareholding. That way I'm introducing you to financial participation, as it were, and, and that will then culminate into us being actively involved in the socioeconomic conditions that gives us a stake of control and participation in the economy, that being the leading way to, to a financial freedom or the road to financial freedom, as it were. Patricia, I wish I had more, but but that's the two cents worth that I, that I put across. I, I hope that one day you'd be able to elaborate on what exactly you do um, in the financial uh, services. But thank you so very much. I think I agree with you. I concur with you. Give a man a fish, he will eat for the day. But Absolutely. teach him how to fish. That's what we need. Thank you very much, KGM. Tony, you're welcome, Patricia. Thanks. Tony Bates, you, you're in the same field. Uh, can you weigh in? I actually think that was actually a marvelous contribution there because sweat equity is actually something that so many of us have but just don't have the ability to apply. So when I say sweat equity, what our contributors just say is the ability for us to to work hand in hand would actually ad- advance some of the businesses that they have. I can actually have a business that sells bricks, right? But Patricia has the ability to small talk anybody into even buying ice. So Patricia would be the person that's on the forefront of my marketing division. With the sales that I get in, which will be increased by her sales ability, she would actually have a stake in the business. So the growth of the business would depend on the skill sets that I bring in, everybody's skill sets give them a stake in the business. The only way that we will see financial freedom is if, if we as young people start to think of the entrepreneurial space as our playing field. That's the only way we will start to contribute to that economy that needs to grow for our country to see better success as well. So when we start to think about how can the government help us? 
ask yourself the question, how can we actually help the government as young people as well? Financial freedom will never come from one salary. Well, we have to actually establish ourselves in a position where we can make it happen for ourselves to Patricia. I suppose the sweat equity is something that the government needs to implement. At the end of the day, um, if there is sweat equity coming in, uh, then transformation would be easier. In business, in the corporate, transformation would be easier because you would take people based on their passions, their knowledge, their skill sets, and then those people would get equity. As opposed to what's happening now, you want transformation, but... uh, um, yeah, it's difficult to transform when financial equity is what's required. 20 minutes after 10, I've got Joe on the line. A-teamers are sending in messages. Please do so on 0614-104-107. That's on WhatsApp, SMSs 41391. And to call in on 011-7142-006. Late Night Conversations with Patricia Anduli, Monday to Thursday, 10 p.m. till midnight. On Freedom Day, uh, here on the Late Night Conversations, we are talking financial freedom. What is it and how can you get there? Our uh, A-team guest is Tony Bates, who's a financial advisor and business insurance specialist. Let me go to Jay, who's been holding patiently. A-team, Jay, good evening. Good evening. Good evening to Tony Bates and to you, Patricia. Freedom, freedom, freedom from Everything in life, in anything in life, what we do, we should have freedom in thought, action, and words. Uh, uh, the freedom starts from a very young age in teaching a child how to secure everything in life for the future. For instance, how we eat, how we dress, how we spend our money, and how to set aside that knowledge. You, you gain knowledge and how to handle your money for the future. Not spending it uh, freely or looking at your at the Joneses and keeping up to them. No, you teach your child right from the beginning to take responsibilities and duties. If you educate your child very well, and that knowledge will gain a lot in his life. Don't start to... Uh, Attend to the symptoms later in life. Attend to the disease now. Stop them from watching how their brand name is going, the type of food that you want to go and have in restaurants, and type of car that you want to travel to college with. No. You set aside all these things on the table, and you're just segmented, and then you show the child your bills, how you are paying as an adult. Very importantly, you start with savings, and then you teach your child about taking out insurances. Insurances to cover your health, your education, and funeral covers, and so forth. In our family, we helped a lot of our, our, our youths and our family members when there was a funeral cover that came out that paid off insurances. We had other special insurances where uh, funeral parlors attended only to the funeral ceremony, and there were covers that we cash payment came in, and that went towards education, helping building homes, and mm. our young Thank you very much, college. Jay. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 and freedom, freedom to everything what we do in, today 
that will help us in the future in the economy of the country. Thank you, Jay. Thank you very much. We really appreciate it, and I do concur with you. Tony Bays, uh, Jay is taking us to the fact that we parents are responsible for what we teach the young people around uh, financial savviness. And um, sometimes we are the adults who don't have this financial savviness. So where does it all begin with personal uh, finances? Well, I always think that personal for finance will always take key priority. But she hit a very important note. Planning as a family gives you the ability for you not to hide and for you not to have um, false hope in uh, terms of what you have as a family. Giving the ability to the kids to also know that we can afford X and not Y. But if we work together with a specific goal, we can achieve those things. Patricia, I also think we have to really think about social media as one of the influences that actually get people um, in some financial knots as well. You cannot say that some people do not earn enough money. But as Kay was just saying, keeping up with the Joneses have really become an issue, not only for the normal FA guy um, that's staying anywhere, but also for the haves, because they always see it as an image thing. So financial freedom starts with you as a person, knowing how to spend what is in your pocket, and not spending according to what you see Tabo spending, or Sipo spending, or Tony spending. For me, it's based on what I have and what I have planned. So you basically break down your particular goals into what your pocket can afford. If your pocket cannot afford a champagne and you can afford a beer, have that beer. There's nothing wrong with that. Drink water. Mm. Drink water and save money. Mm. (laughs) Thank you, Patricia. Drink water. Yeah. That will actually bring us to the point where you start to see some movement in your life. Because finances can really dampen not only your self-esteem, can dampen the relationships that you have with people. It can also dampen how you plan your future. Because the freedom that you particularly see yourself having becomes a fade memory. Because you don't see yourself becoming financially free because you don't see anything happening. Now, Tony, Tony, is it not idealistic for us uh, to say individual uh, financial prosperity is um, attainable easily so uh, without us having an economically um, economically, uh, buoyant nation? I mean, look at what COVID has done. Because there was nothing really in the coffers, the country had to go into debt in order for all these uh, relief schemes uh, to be actioned. But then jobs were lost as well. Uh, businesses yeah. were closed down. Business rescue was uh, the talk of the day. So can, isn't it for us too, you know, too, yeah, idealistic to think that I, as Patricia, in, can attain this financial freedom when our country is looking the way it is? But Patricia, if you have to look at it, we were already financially in debt as a country before COVID hit us. Mm, mm. The only time that we really saw that we were starting to climb out of that hole was when uh, Minister, um, uh, slipping my mind, I'll get back to it, when um, he 
was in charge, that was the time that we really saw that um, we were starting to reduce the debt. Are you referring to Prevent Gordon? No, Trevor Manuel. Oh, Trevor Manuel. Okay, I was about to say, where were you living all this time? Yeah? uh, (laughs) No, no, no. When uh, Trevor Manuel was in charge, we started seeing that there was a real real decline in the debt that South Africa had. Mm -hmm. Um, Yes, we have worked a bit in reverse, but I would not totally blame COVID for the shambles that we are seeing now. At the point that COVID hit, we had already been in debt as a country. So at that point, I would still believe that as a country, we need to start to develop the entrepreneurs on the ground to start to get employment going. Because if you look at how many people are sitting at home with degrees, Patricia, it's actually scary. People spend years at varsities. People spend years going to school. Yet there is nothing for them to show for it up to this point. I still believe that if together we can come up with something as youngsters, even the old people, Patricia, I know that you're going to feel a bit offended if I don't include the old guys. I'm still qualifying as youth. So, yeah, let's just keep it at that. (laughs) We still love you, Patricia, but it's okay. We will want to feel or find that there is a level of balance that can be acquired for the economy to start to get that robust action going again. But it will only start with the entrepreneurial phase of South Africa really supporting the young entrepreneurs. It makes no sense, someone running a business for 10 years, yet we are keep on funding this particular business that's making no profit. We find that business risk always comes in and assists these people, but will never assist an up-and-coming entrepreneur that has either an innovative idea, can assist at a lower budget, but can also give the job security that we require as South Africans for this financial freedom to start giving or kicking back in to the economy that really, really, really is requiring financial assistance, Patricia. Let's go through some steps uh, that we can employ as individuals to get ourselves to that uh, place where, uh, despite our global economy and uh, national economy, we can at least start trying to pull our socks up and uh, live a better life. Yeah, so basically what I always ask any person to do at first is set realistic financial goals for yourself. Sit down with your partner, with your kids, with your immediate family that you have a total responsibility for. Make them understand exactly what your coffer is worth. So when I say coffer, I mean what your pocket is worth. At that point, you would understand exactly how you're going to acquire those goals. Maybe from your vision, you might see one way of doing it. But your spouse might say, hey, but babes, maybe if we look at it from this point or that point, we could save another 50 rand. Anything that is a saving that goes towards the end goal of you actually having, you can set a realistic goal for yourself and tell yourself at the end of the year, I would like to save myself 20,000 rand based on the current income that I'm getting. Yes, it's tight. But if together as a family we can sit down and think of how we could actually make this happen, I think it's more attainable because it's a family goal. 
Also, what has been said, the cash that you are trying to save should be working for you as well. You can either start up a little maguina business, a little gardening service business as well, a car wash on the weekend. There are so many opportunities for us, but do we go out there and make it happen for ourselves? We've got so much land around us, Patricia. What stops us from saying the 200 rand that I saved today, I can actually go and buy seeds, plants and cabbages, but I don't grow to eat, I grow to sell, and the remainder I eat. In that regard, you are taking what you have established for yourself as an ongoing income. It might not be big, but it's going to be giving you that sustainability of coming in every month, and that can be used to some of these other overheads where we actually don't have the rent and cents to actually put towards that. Let me go to a question here from Jimmy Mpengwa in Middleburg. Jimmy says, like, really, Patricia, how do we even start the conversation about financial freedom? Savings come from a surplus. In South Africa, 81% of the population cannot even buy a full basket of food. Even those who are working spend 60% of their income on food transport costs and servicing other debts. These financial gurus live in a parallel universe. Uh, so, yeah, Tony, you're in another universe. You are not here with us. <laughs> but but I understand what uh, Jimmy is saying. And it's a reality, yeah, no. a harsh reality that yeah. I think we cannot separate from where we are right now. Because they, they, as much as we can say, start a Makwinga business, uh, start something, do something. Other people are just at a place where they can't even start. Correct. Not because they don't want to. But because uh, the, the environment, our economics, our, our where we are right now just does not permit for them to start. Correct. And I actually think that's a very fair statement from the contributor. I think, yes, um, looking at the facts, food has increased. Fuel prices has increased. Everything has in at least except our salaries. But that's why when I say make it as realistic as possible. I'm not saying save a thousand rand. I'm saying save that 50 rand that you would have been spending on the weekend. Do whatever you do as your leisure time. That's the type of money that we're speaking about when we say make it as realistic as possible. Because as one would say, you should save X amount in terms of a percentage of your salary. It's just not doable. We are living basically at the breadline now where there isn't even enough room for a mistake to happen that won't crush you financially. And that's what's so scary about it. We find ourselves digging ourselves deeper into holes in terms of debt because of unforeseen circumstances that come along. That's why we have to break it down to the bare basics, stick to our budgets, make sure that it's realistic as possible. Even if it's just a 20 rand that you can save, that's the 20 rand that you will be saving for yourself. Let me go to an Atima Erastas who's on the line. Atima, good evening. Hi, good evening and your guest. Good evening. Pat, the realistic part, I love it. When you set your goal, it must be realistic, achievable, and time-bounding. I was raised by this very strong woman, may her soul rest in peace, who's my aunt. We used to sell cabbages, tomatoes, and, 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 and fruits. We were about 25. She managed to put us through school. 
When you finish your matrix, she tells you, you know what, go and look for a job and continue with your studies. And we did that. And today I'm very thankful and grateful that I can put my children through school. It is difficult, but the, the lessons that I have learned from that woman has made me a better person today because I can put a smile on my, my children's face. And let me tell you something. If you truly are committed to be a financial independent, you need to start doing certain things that are unthinkable. For example, I do not take alcohol, I don't drink, nor do I smoke, because I had to ask myself a lot of questions. Why must I go clubbing for the whole weekend and waste money that I do not have? I'm not saying those who are smoking, drinking, they're wasting money, but in as far as my situation was concerned, and that has, has helped me, and I thank God for that. Great show. Keep it up. Thank you very much, Erastus. Uh, attorney, this, this brings me to, to, to where Jay was saying. As parents, we need to teach our children, the younger people in our society. But Erastus also mentioned the fact that he started working and selling cabbages and business and all these things from a very young age, of which I commend because it's something I resonate with. Uh, it's something people who know me personally know that I, I always use this, that money has no surname. So if I'm going to go and sell cabbages, of which I've done, I planted them myself, I grew them, I sold them. Tony, you are witness to this. I drive around <laughs> those days in my in my car trunk with cabbages smelling the car out but I'd sell them proudly and then afterwards gone in because in my line born. but uh, how can we bring this mentality to our young people um, to not always look out for, for the negative and, and um, yeah always point fingers but try our best with what we have so Patricia I think a lot of people think that a job title is what we should be striving for. Um, that would give us the financial freedom that we so need. But when we look at some of the guys that have actually made a real impact in terms of financial freedom, it's not the guy that's sitting behind the desk. It's the guy that's actually on the street corner trying to make a hustle for himself. I'll give an example. So the guy that's selling sandwiches in Johannesburg that has gotten from a point where he took grant money, bought stuff to make the sandwiches initially, and got to a point now where he packages them. And people actually now on their route to work, they're picking up a sandwich from him, which is fresh. He basically records that he makes about 21000 in a month. Where are you going to find someone giving you that type of thing if you're not working in a really high-end job as well? Some of his jobs just don't come along. He made it happen for himself, and that's a truly inspirational story. I look at yourself as well. When you used to go into studio, you still had the mud on your shoes, basically. <laughs> don't expose I used to say, me. Where are you coming from? Don't expose but me. <laughs> I remember the joy that you used to have for saying, hey, money's money. I'm going to do this because I need to see myself at a certain position. And that makes me proud. Whenever I look at anybody, it doesn't matter what you are doing. It can be the smallest of thing where you're selling a suite. It can be the smallest of thing where you have a shop. For me, it gives you the ability to know that I am doing something with my money that will either generate more money, if I can really keep it going, 
or it can get me into the business that I would so really deserve or desire to be in. So you do find people that don't have enough money to start off in electricity company or go studying for that type of thing. But they could be selling amaguina to get enough money to go and study for that first certificate that they actually need to get the basics done. So basically so, start where you are. That's what you're saying, yeah, Tony. Yeah, just use what you've got. Like Excellent. You must never use... You must never ever use an excuse of I don't have. Yeah, Tony, because our time is done, can you quickly give us your social media uh, handles and your phone number for our ATMs? So you can find me on Tony Base, that's T O N Y B U Y S, same for Instagram and same for Twitter. You can also find me on uh, Facebook. That's basically the main one that you could use. Excellent. Thank you very much, Tony Base. 80 minutes, 20 minutes to 11. And uh, we are going to go to a conversation where the youth are going to be telling us what is going on in their landscape on this Freedom Day.